Hallelujah. Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Open the airways, Lord. Open the connection. Open the chat, Lord.
pray. I'm desperate. The Lord God will bring in the people. You'll open the airways. Raise us up for such a time as this. God have mercy who does not listen. How many of you are hungry for God? Amen. We're hungry. Are you hungry for him? Gates to open up. Amen. Amen. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Praise God that we come to a place of refuge. We come to a place in the presence of the Lord. And I pray the Lord bless each one of you. As uh, we come together in the name of Jesus and we come to share with the Lord, has put on our hearts to share with the brethren. And that uh, I pray that each of you have had a good week. And as we go toward this weekend, that's one of the, uh, uh, one of the most, uh, I guess, uh, celebrated or, or recognized weekends about the Super Bowl of this world. But we focus on the Lord Jesus and know that he is greater than all that and that be not distracted. Focus on the Lord through everything. And I just say blessings to each one. For everybody in the chat room and everyone by blog talk, praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Thank you for the brothers and sisters that come faithfully, that come and to be part of the Lord's hour and come in a service that lifts up the name of Jesus. And they come to rest and sit at the feet of Jesus, that they have time to come and that we pray and support one another. And, Lord, we just thank you and just praise you for the brethren. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus for each one in the chat room that you will bless them and strengthen them. And, Lord, as you have given these, these messages to us to share to the body of Christ, that you will open the airways and the connection. And, Lord, you will draw in the people that you have called that are supposed to be here, Lord, for such a time as this, that the church needs to hear the word of God and truth to be able to stand and be steadfast. Father, we just thank you and praise you that you have all authority and you have given it to us through the name of Jesus. And we proclaim the name of Jesus. And we apply the blood of Jesus over this chat room, over the Lord's hour, your time, Lord. It is Lord Jesus' time, devil. You have no place here. Go in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you from the connections and airways. And we praise the name of Jesus 
towers and strongholds. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you and praise you. Lord, we thank you for the mighty angels of God that watch over the Lord's hour and watch over each one of us. But we stand strong and that we put our foot on the devil's face and head in the name of Jesus and tread on scorpions and serpents by the power of the living God and know who the warfare is. Oh, Lord, that it's a spiritual warfare. And, Lord, that we are strong in the spirit by the Holy Spirit of God and by the armor of God that is upon us, and by the sword of the Spirit you have given us, Lord, and that we speak forth from our hearts of what you have told us to say. And we give you all the glory and praise, and just thank you, Lord, that you're glorious and mighty, that you are forever. Hallelujah. Join me in praise and worship forever. Hallelujah. Forever. Hallelujah.
There are words for him that I don't have them. You see, my brain has not yet reached a point where it can form a thought that could adequately describe the greatness of my God. And my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of his love. And my voice, you see, my voice is so inhibited, restrained by human limits, that it's hard to even send the praise up. You see, if there are words for him, then I don't have them. My God, his grace is remarkable. Mercies are innumerable. Strength is impenetrable. He is honorable, accountable, favorable. He's unsearchable yet knowable. Indefinable yet approachable. Indescribable yet personal. He is beyond comprehension, further than imagination. Constitute generations, king of every nation. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my words are few. And to try and capture the one true God using my vocabulary would never do. But I use words as an expression, an expression of worship to a Savior, a Savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise. So I use words. My heart extols the Lord, blesses his name forever. He has won my heart, captured my mind, and has bound them both together. He has defeated me in my rebellion, conquered me in my sin. He has welcomed me into his presence, completely invited me in. He has made himself the object of my sight, flooding me with mercies in the morning, drowning me with grace in the night. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. But what I do have is good news. For my God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just tools that we use to point to the truth. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the word, living proof. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, giving nothingness formation. And by his word he sustains in the power of his name. For he is before all things, and over all things he reigns. Holy is his name. So praise him for his life. He persevered in strife, the humble Son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise Him for His death. That He willingly stood in our place. That He lovingly endured the grave. That He battled our enemy and on the third day rose in victory. He is everything that was promised. Praise Him as a risen King. Lift your voice and sing, for one day he will return for us, and we will finally be united with our Savior for eternity. Eternity. So it's not just words that I proclaim, for my word points to the word, and the word has a name. Hope has a name. Joy has a name. Peace has a name. Love has a name. And that name is Jesus Christ. Praise his name.
for the cross. We thank you for the cross. We just worship you tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your goodness in our lives, Lord. We just reach up to heaven tonight and just honor you. Bless your name. No one like you. What love. What love, Lord, that you thought of us. You chose to come to this earth to die for our sins so that we could live in freedom and grace and mercy and relationship with you, Jesus. There is no one like you, truly, in all the earth. merciful God we serve. How he keeps his promises and he has perfect integrity that his standards above all that he does not lie, he does not cheat, he does not steal. He is glorious and mighty and he is loyal in his love. Loyal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I can never earn your heart. I can never reach that far. But you have pulled me close. You'll never let me go. I'm safe forever in your arms. Your promises I cannot break. And I know you will never.
God. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. We come into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise this wonderful name that we are the church at the Lord's hour. Amen. Hallelujah. We are the church here. The true church. Hallelujah. Praise God for such a time as this that we come together in the name of Jesus to hear what the Lord has to say to us. And the Lord wants us to be sanctified sanctuary. That, no, that, uh, no, baby. <laughs> That's the name of the, the message. Sanctified sanctuary. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Grace and mercy from the Lord Jesus and God our Father be empowered by the mighty Holy Spirit tonight. We will study and seek God's word to know how to be a sanctified sanctuary. The, the Lord brought two words to my heart and mind. First, you have to know you are a sanctuary. For the Spirit of the Lord, you are the temple of the living God. Let's look at this. Amen. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know and understand that you, the church, the church, are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently, permanently in you, collectively and individually? So we see the word church in temple, in sanctuary. Let's see. Let's seek and explore these words. Amen. The meaning of church. Now, brothers and sisters, this is not from a Bible dictionary. This is from a, a dictionary I use online. Dictionary, a reference dictionary.com. Come and listen to this. The meaning of church. The whole body of Christian believers. Amen. The definition, not from the Bible, but a dictionary. Praise God. The Lord can use anything to bring the truth out. The meaning of temple. Any place in which God dwells as a body of a Christian. 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. 19 through 20. And you notice Paul uses the certain... Uh, 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 these certain words when there's something important he will say do you not know that you're supposed to he's saying do you, don't you know you should know do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you whom you have received as a gift from God and that you are not your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. Amen. Again, this definition from a dictionary. Praise God. The meaning of sanctuary. Here's the meaning of sanctuary. Listen to this. A church or other sacred place where fugitives were formally entitled to immunity from arrest. Immunity. 
more holy place. This is what the Lord wants for his children, his people, and his sanctuary. Amen? You know that by our sin we are condemned. We're like condemned criminals or prisoners on death row. But look what the sanctuary is. It's a pardon, yes. Yes, you're free. He took your place. He took your punishment. What we deserve, Jesus took. Hallelujah. Glory to the day. That's shouting ground, brothers and sisters. That is shouting ground. The Lord has been showing me the places he has made for us for refuge. The Lord's Hour, the War Room, End Time Remnant Church, Just name this the name of the ones the Lord has shown me and told me. These are places of refuge and rest. Places to grow and learn from him. Places to read salvation and healing. Places to be delivered from the devil and this evil, sinful world system and the effects it brings in our lives. Amen. Let us look at this word refuge. Oh, praise is wonderful name. The word refuge means shelter or protection from danger, trouble. A place of shelter, protection, or safety. Anything to which one has recourse for aid, relief, or escape. Hallelujah! Praise God! Remember what the Lord said. Pray that you count yourself worthy to do what? Amen for what's coming on the earth. Glory to God. And the Lord, he uses anything to show and tell people what's going on. And they need to be right with him. Amen. There you have it. See what the Lord wants for you. He loves you so much. He wants to take care of you and protect you and deliver you too. What does the Lord require of you? He requires obedience. We are to serve and obey the Lord our God. Not out of duty, but because you chose to. Because you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. God blesses and gives gifts and rewards to the obedient to him. And obeys his commandments and words. Amen. Just look at Deuteronomy 28. The first 14 verses are about the ones who obey the Lord. The rest is about those who do not obey. Go and study them. Learn why obeying is so important. Deuteronomy 28.1. No, no, no. No, we're not. Deuteronomy 28 and 1. If thou shalt obey diligently the voice of the Lord thy God, and observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, and then the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. For the ones who obey, even nations too. Amen? Now go to Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. As me and sis Brenda, my wife, has been learning, there's a lot of contrast in the word of God. And it's very clear. There's only two roads to take. 
Either you take the high road or you take the low road. You take the dark road or you take the road that's light, a light onto our path. Amen. But if thou wilt not obey the voice of the Lord thy God to keep and do all his commandments and his ordinances, which I command thee this day, then all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Anyone that's listening, realize this. God is God. He's the creator of the universe, but he is the creator of each one of you. Who do we think we are that we know better than him? Who do we think we are that we can run our life better than he knows how to uh, show us how to live? Amen? Brothers and sisters, look at our country. Even look at the world. We see this coming to pass. You look at the look at these curses for disobedience. These are happening everywhere. Our nation of America is suffering these curses. When you disobey, you open the door for the destroyer, the devil himself. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God have mercy. Read them for yourself, and you will see it is truth that it is happening. When God speaks, it will come to pass. It will go in effect. Hallelujah. Let me share something with you that is powerful about, about this. Amen. Go to Galatians 3. Oh, praise is one of the names. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Hallelujah. Listen to the revelation and the truth of the living God. Verse 13. You got it, baby? People need to see it. Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law in its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs crucified on a tree, a cross. Verse 14, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might also come to the Gentiles, so that we would all receive the realization, the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, do you see the truth here? Do you see? Here's the picture. Christ said, here is all the blessings of my Father to you who love and believe me. Deuteronomy 28, 1 13. And listen to this. And Christ took the curses, 14 through 68 of Deuteronomy, and nailed them to himself on the cross. They are put under the blood of Jesus, washed away forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you see this? Do you understand this? As Brother Javon says, powerful. Amen? Very powerful. Hallelujah. Know who you are in Christ. Now let's make this even more personal. Oh, yeah. We're going to get even more personal. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited. Hallelujah. The Spirit is moving. He wants his people to know who you are in Christ. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Don't listen to the lies of man. Listen to the Spirit of the living God. Listen to the Word of God, the living Word of God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 2, 
Hallelujah. My microphone, I mean, my headphones flying off my head. <laughs> I mean, my uh, headphones. Here we go. All right, here we go. Glory to the Lord. It is burning up. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Galatians 2, 19 through 20. For through the law, I died to the law, and it demands on me, because salvation is provided through the death and the resurrection of Christ, so that I might from now on live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. The curses are gone, washed away by the Savior's blood. Amen? Hallelujah! This is for eternity, and here and now. But as we walk in this world, in this body, we have to obey, just as Jesus showed us and told us. Amen? The Lord knows and understands that we will stumble sometimes, but he does not want us to fall. He wants us to follow him, live as his Holy Spirit shows us and teaches us to live. Amen? Brothers and sisters, it is the heart of the matter. You have to live as Christ wants us to. Not led and guided by our own sinful flesh, but a, have a lifestyle of the Spirit of God and be guided by Him. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise His name. Go to Galatians 5, 16. Oh, praise His wonderful name. Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk habitually, in the Holy Spirit, seek Him and be responsive to His guidance, then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and His precepts. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You have to know His Word. You have that's the way you know him. He is a living word. He brings the word of God alive by his spirit in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without the word of God being revealed by the spirit, it's just a book of paper and ink. But when God shows up, he brings it alive. He brings it alive in our hearts and minds, brothers and sisters. By his spirit, says the Lord. By his mighty spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is leading and guiding now. You just have to be sensitive to him. This takes time in maturing in him. Just like any relationship. You have to spend quality time with him to be able to hear and be sensitive to him. Amen. Let's move on to know what the Word of God says about sanctified sanctuary. Amen. Let's look at sanctuary first. Go to Exodus 25, verse 8. Glory to your name, Lord. Humble ourselves before you. 
Hallelujah. And let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. In the Old Testament, the Lord God dwelled in a sanctuary built by men to dwell with them. First Chronicles 22:19. First Chronicles Chronicles 22:19. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord God. Arise therefore and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of the Lord. Not some preacher's name. Not some ministry's name. No. To the Lord God. Be careful of anybody with their names on their ministry. Be careful with anybody with their name on anything that they do as that their name is above. No. It is supposed to glorify the Lord and the Lord God only. We are humble servants. Who are we? We are humble servants. This is the Lord Jesus was when he was on earth. We are to follow him. We are to be humble and not raised up. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. A place where the Lord God dwelled with his people. Amen. Song 63.2 To see thy power and thy glory, so I have seen thee in this sanctuary power and the glory of the Lord in the sanctuary. Amen. Song 77, 13. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who, excuse me. Who is so great a God as our God? No, no one. Who else? No one's greater than our God. I do have the answer. <laughs> I just said it, but I'll say it again. I do have the answer. No one, no being, no nothing is great as our God. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Song 134, verse 2. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Amen. Everybody lift their hands up in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what you're doing. You lift your hands up and say, here I am, Lord. I surrender before you. I humble myself before you. And I lift up my hands. Like, you know, when they say hands up and you, when you're being arrested or hands up and somebody sticks a gun up or whatever. I mean, like the police, hands up, hands over your head. It's a sign of surrender. But this kind of surrender is I surrender to your sovereignty, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord, for without you, I am nothing. To your love, yes, your grace, amen, amen, baby. So true, praise God. Your mercy, your grace, your love, hallelujah. I surrender all, remember that song? I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Jesus. I surrender, I surrender all. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Song 151. 
Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the infirmity of his power. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37, verse 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forever. Hallelujah. His sanctuary is forevermore everlasting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, let's move to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 7, 44 through 50. Amen. For right now, praise God as the Lord leads. <sighs> Our brother Stephen, hallelujah, a man that served the God from his heart, even to the place of death. Glory to his name, a martyr. Stephen, a martyr, praise God, in the early church. Verse 34. Our fathers had the tabernacle of testimony in the wilderness, just as God directed Moses to make it according to the pattern which he had seen. Our fathers also brought it in with them into the land, with Joshua, Joshua when they disposed the nation whom God drove out before our fathers. And so it remained here until the time of David who found favor, grace, spiritual blessing in the sight of God and asked that he might be allowed to find a dwelling place for God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. However, the Most High, the one infinitely exalted above humanity, does not dwell in houses made by human hands, as the prophet Isaiah says. Verse 49. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is the footstool of my feet. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Oh, what place is there for my rest? Was it not my hand that made all things? Our Lord and our God dwells in the ones who he has made, the ones who have been born again by his mighty Holy Spirit a sanctuary that is made holy by his presence and washed by his blood and his word. Amen. Now the second part of this to be sanctified is to be sanctified by him. Amen. Meaning of sanctified. Listen to this. To make holy, set apart as sacred, to purify or free from sin. I belong to Jesus. I belong to him. I belong to Jesus, free from sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We belong to Jesus, and we're free from sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Exodus 29, verse 43. Exodus 29, verse 43. And there I will meet with the children of Israel. And the tabernacle should be sanctified by my glory. Again, in the Old Testament, the Lord dwells in a place 
that he told Moses and the Israelites to build, and he sanctified it with his, his glory. Amen? Leviticus 8, verse 10. Leviticus 8, verse 10. And Moses took the anointing oil and, the tab and anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein and sanctified them. Hallelujah! Anointing oil represents God's spirit. Amen? You out there listening, you getting the picture? You will. Second Chronicles 7, 16. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. What does perpetually mean? It means, brothers and sisters, listen to this. And let me remind you, this is during the Old Covenant. This is during the Old Covenant, okay? Continuing or enduring forever, everlasting, lasting, and infinitely not finished. And this continued or continued without interruption or interruptions. Ceaseless. Now this is shouting ground. Know the God you love and serve. He will never, I mean never, leave or forsake you. Hallelujah. Praise is one of the names. Jeremiah 1.5. Glory to the Lord in the highest. Hallelujah. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ordain, I ordain, excuse me, ordain, I ordain thee a prophet unto the nation. Ordain, thank you. Just a humbling and a blown away scripture for each of us. How much does God know us? Hallelujah. He knew us before we came out of our mother's womb. Amen. John 17, 19, praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Based on what the Lord told us to do, me and Sis Brenda. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they might be sanctified through the truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise his wonderful name. Acts 20, verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. You have to be sanctified and inheritance from God. Amen? Acts 26, verse 18. Praise the wonderful name of the Lord. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You have to do this by faith in the Son of God, Jesus our Savior and Lord. Amen? Romans 15, 16. Romans 15, 16. That I should be the minister of of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God that 
might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. What does sanctifying? What does this sanctifying? Who, excuse me, who does the sanctifying? Can someone tell me who does the sanctifying? By what we just read in God's Word? Who does the sanctifying, baby? Anyone in the chat room? Who does the sanctifying? I just read it. That I should be minister of the Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Ministering the gospel of God. That the offering up to the Gentiles may be acceptable. Being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. Praise God. It's by the Holy Spirit. Not yourself. It's not Romans fifteen sixteen. Uh oh, maybe it's Romans sixteen. Hmm. Well, see if you can find it for me. It's important. Uh, just look up uh, uh, that I should minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. You should be able to find like put it in Google. Amen. Romans Romans fifteen sixteen, brothers and sisters. Who does the sanctifying? Well, see if anybody in the chat room put it in there. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. You are good students. Praise God. By but by the Holy Spirit, right here in God's Word. Read His Word and know the truth. All right, let's move on. First Corinthians. 1 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. Unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus our Lord, both theirs and ours, sanctified in who? Sanctified in who? All oh, no more than that. In this one. Who else? Amen. Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. What? No, you don't have to. I'm asking them. Amen. Well, you you say you the answer, but no, it's, it's you. I was asking them, the students out there. Amen. Hallelujah. People that are listening. This next section of scripture. Should, I know. Hmm. The next section of scripture shows where we ha- where we were and ha- now, by what Christ has done for each of us who have repented and turned to Him. We who love and serve Him, we who have faith and trust Him, from the condemned, cursed, and sinful to saved and blessed and sanctified. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11. Do you know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? This is a question that Paul has put into the Corinthians. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, or idolaters, nor infamate by perversion, nor those that participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, 
whose words are used as weapons to abuse and insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander, nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. And such were some of you before you believed. But you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of all of the believer's new life and changed behavior. What can you say? What is the Lord saying? He is telling you, you who are in him, do not make what Christ has done cheap or not enough. What he did is enough. Read it again slowly. Let's just do that. Amen. Let's just do that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 11. And such were some of you before you believed, but you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified. You were sanctified. Do you hear the word of God? Set apart for God and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the in the free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. Praise God. What does God, what does God, I mean, what God does is final and eternal. Accept it and live knowing you are loved and cared for, blessed and protected. Don't listen to the devil or men who tell you that you are not what the word of God says about you. Each of you is sons and daughters. Amen. What powerful words. What a powerful truth and such freedom in this. Any thinking you are not good enough. Truly, none of us were good enough, but through Christ we were accepted by the Father. Thank you, Father God, Yahweh, our loving Father and Lord. The first part of this scripture is a warning to any of you living a lifestyle like any of the things Paul mentions. You will not have any part of the kingdom of God. You have to repent, turn from your sin, and give your life and heart to Jesus. You have to be born again by faith in Jesus, the Savior of the world, and each of you. Call on the name of the Lord with all your heart and mind and be saved. Let him wash away your guilt, shame, and sin by his redeeming blood. Let his mighty Holy Spirit come and live in you and give you eternal life and be free and free from sin. Be delivered from death unto life from hell to heaven, and from Satan to Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2, verses 20 through 22. Now in a large house, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but, uh, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware, and some are honorable, noble, and good, Use and some are dishonorable, ignoble, common. Therefore, 
If anyone cleanses himself from these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart for a special purpose, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Run away from your youthful lust. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart to be a vessel of honor for the Lord you have to be sanctified amen Hebrews verse 11 for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren that is awesome, amen? Hebrews 10, 10. By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the, of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. All means all. Once means once. It is finished. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected for every, uh, forever them that are sanctified. Hallelujah. I told you before, what God does is forever. Amen. Warning, warning, danger, danger, eternal damnation. Hebrews 10.29 Of how much sore punishment suppose ye, Shall he be thought worthy who have trodden under the foot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and have done despite unto the Spirit of grace? Do not take what Christ did for granted or lightly. Do not turn away from or reject what Christ did. If you do, God have mercy on your soul. I finish with this from the book of Jude, a picture of sanctified sanctuaries. Amen. Jude 1 1. Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, writes this letter to those who are called God's chosen ones, the elect, dearly loved by God the Father, and kept secure and set apart for Jesus Christ. May mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you, filling your heart with spiritual well-being in serenity experienced by those who walk closely with God. Now a word in a promise from the Lord to his sanctified sanctuary, his church and bride. Jude. 124. Now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin and to present you unblemished, blameless, and faultless in the presence of his glory with triumph, joy, unspeakable delight, to the only God and our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power for all time and now and forever. Amen. All glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. 
sanctuary. That we are to be a sanctuary for the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight my desire is that we could just come together from the very start and just set our focus, our hearts and our minds on the Lord Jesus himself. He's the reason we've gathered. Amen. He's the object of our worship. That's right. And I pray that we could encounter the Lord and be changed. Yes. Be different when we leave than the way we were when we came. Oh, please, Lord. So let's just come together tonight and offer this song as a prayer and ask God to prepare us. Yes, Lord. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy try
and sisters know who we are. We have been bought with a price, a very high price, the precious blood of Jesus. And because you belong to Jesus, you are free from sin. Listen, listen to this, listen to this song. Hallelujah. This is why I came tonight. I'd like to declare this. Who do you belong to? Who? It's about time you told me. One, two, three, four.
freedom is from sin. True freedom is from death. True freedom is from hell. That is true freedom. Freedom of what Christ has done for us. Hallelujah. That was just the start. What he has started in us, he is able to complete it. Hallelujah, praise God. We serve a mighty God, and he is able in each one of our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, now I'm going to turn this over to uh, Sister Brenda, my wonderful wife, and the daughter of the King Jesus, of King Jesus, and that she's going to share what the Lord has impressed upon her heart about being discouraged. Amen. You on my phone, baby? Okay. Hi, everybody. All right. Uh, First of all, I want to say I love I love how this word how how my lesson has come out today. It's called the cure for discouragement in the race of life. That's right. My father once uh, described me as a roller coaster. Yeah. And, you, and you don't like roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And I understand why I hate roller coasters, because I live my life as a roller coaster. Oh, my Lord. Now I know. Um, I am, I have the ups and downs of the most magnificent roller coasters that Ever was invented by man, but this up in roller coaster has to do with my uh, emotions, <laughs> my love, my hate, my mad, my happy, my uh, discouragement, my encouraging, uh, and I just want—I want to ask y'all something about. Your roller coaster. If, I mean, I'm not saying y'all have a roller coaster. Excuse me. Let me rephrase it from that because I'm, I'm probably the only one that has the roller coaster ride. You know, I think I shall call mine the Titan, as of the one that's here in Six Flags. It's uh, it has uh, just it scares me to no end. But anyway, going off in that tangent, let's get back to this. But anyway, it's called the cure for the for for discouragement in the race for life. What what in your life has discouraged you and why? And the the blood has uh, and has been confirmed a cure for discouragement. So Anyway, our first scripture, our first scripture is going to be Hebrews 12, 1, 2, and 3. Amen. Hebrews 1, 12, excuse me. Um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1, 2, and 3. Oh, 3, 2. All right. Praise oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, All right, brother. Don't be discouraged. Don't be distracted. <laughs> 
before, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight with endurance and and with weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and the race that is set before us, looking away from all that distracts us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and completed completion of his work. Just consider and meditate on him who endured for sinners from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Yes, dear, I do know. Hayden Planetarium in New York City ran an advertisement in New York newspapers inviting those who would like to make the first journey to another planet to submit an application. (laughs) Within a matter of days, over 8,000 people applied. These applications then given to a panel of psychologists who, upon reviewing them, concluded that the vast majority of those who had applied wanted to start a new life on another planet because they were so discouraged by life on this one. Discouragement is something that we all live with from time to time. It is easy for us to allow the pressures and the burdens of life to overwhelm us and cause discouragement is a killer. Discouragement has caused many people to drop out of the church. It was caused it has caused them to quit on God. It has caused many preachers to give up the fight and lay down their Bible. Listen to what John Calvin said about his life. In addition to the immense troubles by which I am sorely consumed, there is almost no day on which some new pain or anxiety does not come. Virgin had this to say about his own battle with discouragement. Discouragement creeps over my heart and makes me go with heaviness to my work. It is dreadful and weakening. It is this is it is this way that many of God's precious servants this evening some in your walk with the Lord. You are thinking about throwing in the towel. You are considering dropping out on the Lord. But 
before you do, I would like to remind you that God did not save you so that you could leave your life in the state of discouragement. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of, and of love and of a sound mind. That verse would seem to indicate that you and I do not have to live with discouragement in our constant, as our constant companion to win the battle over discouragement. God has a plan to deliver you from the delivery. Depilitating effects of discouragement. Depilitating. In fact, in fact, it's trying to creep on me right now. Help her, Lord. As you did with Moses, praise God that she can overcome, that you can help her, and she speaks your word. In fact, I think the verses that I have read to you already tells you much about accomplishing that. These verses gives us a three-step plan that, if followed, will invocate you against the infection of discouragement Amen. as you run the Christian race. Amen. Praise God. Therefore, let's take a few minutes tonight to look at these familiar verses one more time. Amen. From the valley and teach you to the cure for discouragement God's in the race of life. Amen. 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 Commit to a life of faithful running. This requires preparation. No one wakes up in the morning and decides to run a marathon. That kind of race requires much preparation. So does the spiritual race. If we are to run well, we must prepare properly. First, we need freedom from from the weights that encumber us. Anything that would hinder us from running, well, we must lay aside. Runners will strip away all that is not necessary so that they might run faster and further. They get lean and light so they can win their race. What a lesson for the Christian runner. Anything that has more of you than Jesus does has to go. Amen. Reminds me of the, the weight of the world. And you can't run the you cannot run the race nope. bogged down. You know, I think of I think of the being bogged down as if you're running, but imagine, you know, in in the back in the day when a newlywed got married, and this is just oh, this is awesome addition here, and they'd tie the cans to the back of the yeah. the vehicle, yeah, yeah. Like, da, 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 yeah, it'd be yeah. rattled. Then just more stuff. things. Just imagine tied to you, and as you were running, was uh, the porn on the computer, yes. the drinking with the buddies in the 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 nasty talk, yes. and it's all tied to you back behind you, and you're running. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Nope. What about carrying old, old dead man? Carrying that old dead man. You know, what, you know why Paul, Paul points that out? You know what they used to do to people? They would put the dead person on their back that, that, that if they uh, hurt or killed, one of the punishments would be that you would carry that they tied a dead man on. Imagine that? Yeah. That's what he was picture of when saying lose the weight of the world. Lose the incompetence. Amen. So, so whatever has your attention, your time, your resources, your strength right. is the weight that you're tagging along with you. Amen. To be laid aside if you are going to run well. If it isn't dealt with, it will cause you to become discouraged. Amen. Freedom from sins that entangle. Amen. Picture an athlete stripping himself down so he says he can run well. In fact, in in ancient Greece times, they were to run nude. Yep. Can you imagine a world-class athlete running a race in an overcoat? Of course not. They shed everything that they can so they can run faster without entanglement. That's right. Again, this speaks of the Christian runner as well. Did you know that you're still you still sin after you get saved? Uh oh. What? What? You you still sin after you get saved? Oh, oh my gosh! What? For, really? Really? Throw them throw them in the dungeon now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you will still sin. You will still desire evil. In fact, one of the biggest shocks of the Christian life is how easily you can sin after you have been saved. That's true. You know, the thought will still grow into lust. That word may still slip out from now and then. The the old anger may flare up out of control now and then. Your attitude might get rotten from time to time. Being saved doesn't prevent you from sinning. But your sinning does prevent you from running your race well. We are told here that that those besetting sins, those things that are of the particular problem for us as individuals, must be dealt with. We are to remove ourselves from their presence. Get away from the places that where they take that they can take place. Guard yourself against their attacks. We have to Get radical and honest about the sins that attack. Amen. I love this story right here. Y'all, y'all gonna love this. This is this is this is funny. I heard an old mechanic that got saved. Now he had a foul mouth before he met Jesus, and after he was saved, he was still having problem with his language. <laughs> he he talked to his preacher about every problem, and the preacher came up with a plan. He said, every time you feel like using profanity, just sing a hymn instead. A few days later, the preacher stopped by the man's shop to see how things were going. He asked, hey, brother, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, said the man. But I sung every hymn now I know today and made up three or four. (laughs) (laughs) This this illustrates the problem we have with sin. 
But God will help us conquer it if Amen. if we are sincere and will trust him right. in the matter. He will give you victory over things that hinder your race. He can overcome. Don't let encumbrance of life and entanglements of sin cause you to become discouraged Amen. in the race for Jesus. That's right. This requires patience. Yes. We are told to run with patience the race that which is set before us. Amen. We are said to be... In, in a race, the word means a struggle or a contest. The old English word agony comes from the Greek word that sure does describe the road of life, doesn't it? Sometimes life is a good, the road is smooth, and the way is easy. But there, there are other times when we feel like we are running blindfolded uphill through a minefield. It seems like there are times in life when it's just a struggle. It is an agony. It is a, does they live in misery? Those are the times we call for patience. Of course, God never would say, say it's easy. In truth, he said just opposite. On, in, on John, John 16, in John 1633, it says, I have told you these things such as that that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribula- tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous. Amen. Be confident. Be undaunted. Be fulfilled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is com- accomplished. My victory abiding. Then in Job 14.1, it says, man who is born of a woman is short-lived and formal. Now, the word patient means endurance. It means setting in for the long haul. It carries an ideal of commitment to the race in spite of obstacles of the, of the, or the difficulties. We are not running a short dash. We are not running a marathon. I mean, we are running a marathon. Excuse me. Amen. Yeah, we're running a marathon. Don't don't be a Roman candle Christian. A little pop, a little flash, a little burst of excitement, and then nothing. Oh, Lord have mercy. Don't be an Elka Salsa Christian. You know. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, bubble, 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 <laughs> fizz, fizz, then nothing. Just be steady. If you are a teacher, be steady. If you are a preacher, be steady. If you are a prayer warrior, a witness, a church member, just be steady. Run your race and settle for the long haul. Amen. Make up your mind to be committed to the race. Make up your mind that nothing will prevent you from running a good Patient race for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. In the book, A Home Forum Reader, Glenn uh, related a simple experience that he had profound effect on on him. He had had been clearing brush in the mountains for several hours when he took a lunch break. He sat on a log 
and bit into a sandwich. The scenery was beautiful, by rushing stream, woods all around him, a canyon, and a, clay, a canyon close by. But his contempt. But his contemplations were broken by the persistent bee that started tormenting him, buzzing around his head, its its fingers threatening. Glenn waved it off, but it returned. This time he swatted it on the ground, stomped on it, but to his moment the bee emerged from the sand to renew its attack. This time Glenn ground his the insect into the sand, bringing it it's 220 pounds fair on him. Deed being done. He returned to the log to resume his lunch. But eventually, the corner of his eye, he noticed movement in the sand near his feet. The bee was dragging himself back to the land of the living. Intrigued, bent over to watch. The bee's right wing seemed to be, be all right, but the left one was crippled like a piece of paper. Nonetheless, the beast stretched and tried his wings, moving it up slowly up and down. He ran, he ran its legs along the length of the damaged wing, trying to straighten it. At the same time, the bee groomed and doctored himself as well as he could, trying to recover from the disaster. Finally, it tried using its wing, but the left one seemed hopelessly crippled. Glenn knelt to the sand and bent over for a closer look. Being a veteran pilot, he knew a good deal about wings, concluded that the bee would never fly again. The bee, however, had another idea. It kept working with its wing, fiercely trying to press out the wrinkled spots, stretch out the torn spots, and increase the tempo of its fluttering. As Glenn... Still on his knees, watched the bee attempt to fly. It managed to elevate of three inches before crashing back to earth. Undeterred, it tried again and again. Each effort was a little bit more successful, though sometimes the bee would fly erratically this way or that. At least the bee took off, buzzed over the stream, and was gone. Oh. And as as the bee disappeared... Glenn later wrote, I realized that I was still on my knees, and I remember on my knees, and I remained on my knees for some time. Mm. Commit to the life of focused running. As we run this race, we are, we are to keep ourselves focused. We are to concentrate on things that will prevent us from becoming discouraged as we run the race. Focus on Jesus, on the person of Jesus Amen. to me and to and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. Amen. Looking unto Jesus. Now, that is how the Christian life began. It all began with a look. Looking God us into the race and keeping our eyes on him helps us do as well. We run this race. Notice the phrase, the race, in verse one, the race was set before us. Amen. This seems to me to indicate each run our own race. 
I can't run your race. This reminds me. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all realize this, but Buddy is five, uh, six three. <laughs> I am five foot. <laughs> Buddy works digitally running back and forth at his store all the time. I, on the other hand, have a homemaking job where I take care of clients that are, you know, slower. Slower in everything. That's including walking. So when Buddy decides to take me shopping, (laughs) I and I feel like I'm just going to go, 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 go. And he's going, like, man, I'm just, this is so slow. <laughs> and he's just pedaling around. I'm just, <laughs> so I would not be in a race with Buddy Smith. I promise you this right now. Not even, not even in a close one. So I can't run his race. He could run mine and me and me. You know, but we each have to run our own race. Amen. Now, if you spend my time looking at. Wow. Uh, this, uh, Janet. Yeah. She's 4'4", four, four, I mean 4'10", and her husband's 6'6". <laughs> so she out. she understands completely about the. <laughs> each little stride is just going like. One. What did you take, three to my one? Yeah. About three steps to his one, and it's just like, oh, wow. Now, if I spend my time looking at you and how well you're doing, I am liable to be, uh, liable to become discouraged in my own race. I might become defeated because I am not doing well as you. Then I might try to run into your lane. Amen. That's right. I might stumble over pride if I begin to think that that I am doing better than you. Or I might even get discouraged if I think that the way you are running has an effect on my race. If I allow your failures and stumbles to hinder me, in other words, if I keep my eye on you and how you're running your race, I'm in trouble. The only way for any of us can run well is for us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Amen. He is the only one that we we have to run for. Uh, you know, back back in school, when we was going to school, please buy me those Jordash jeans. I a lot of y'all are too young to understand what Jordash jeans was. But that was popular back in the day when I was going to school. I wanted to be popular I, because they had those were the those were the jeans to wear, but my mother uh, had made me clothes, and that were above the quality of what they had. Her stitching was above, you know. Mine was a one of a kind, mm. and I didn't realize it. God makes us a one of a kind. Dang. Each of our races is a one of a kind race. Amen. And uh, me with with my little pink brace on right now 
is going to, you know, I'm I'm going to wobble in there to the race that the Lord has set before me. Amen. So, yeah. Praise God. So. If you do all things in Christ Jesus, then he empowers you and strengthens you. Amen. He is the only, you know, Jesus is the only one that we are to race for. Amen. And I sometimes I, you know, and the Lord, I have talked to the Lord about this because, you know, being a preacher's wife, it is, that doesn't make me a preacher. Mm. And I, I am, I am my husband's helpmate. So that means that I am here. But I, I can tell you right now, I, I have, I have a stuttering problem. I have, uh, I have a lot of times I can't enunciate words, and a lot of times I rattle. But the Lord has set the race before me Amen. in my little pink brace and Amen. five foot stature. It's the third of the Lord. It's so important because you're talking about you're talking about eternity. You're talking about life and death. Amen. He is. He is the race judge. He is the author and the finisher of the race of life. He gives out the rewards. He disqualifies runners. He calls the race, and he is the one and the only one to watch as the the race progresses. Get your eyes eyes off the other racers and how they're doing. Get your eyes on Jesus alone and run a better race. Now, focus on the performance of Jesus. Not oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Not only should you keep your eyes on the Lord, the person we as we run. That's right. Praise God. He finished our race for us. Thank you, Lord. As we run the race of life, let us take courage in the fact that Jesus has already passed this way. He ran the race ahead of us, and Thank He has co- completed His race. In Praise doing God. so, He completed ours as well. That means that as we run and face the pressures of life, Mm -hmm. we have him to help us along the way. Hebrews 4, 15, and 16. Mm -hmm. 15 15 and 16, I'm sorry. For we do not have a high, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weakness and temptation, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be a human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace. That is, fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in a time of need and appropriate blessing, a coming just as the right moment. Amen. He knew. Lord. He knew his share of trials in the race of life, but he successfully Nav- navigated his course. 
Uh, you don't have to write these down. I'm just going to say them, okay? Okay. Okay. Huh? It, it, you know, it only lists so many birds. Oh. But he, what he has endured. He was born to an unwed mother, Matthew 1, 18 and 19. Uh-huh. He, he was born in a stable, Luke 2, 7. He was born to poor parents, Luke 2, 24. His life was threatened as a baby, Matthew 2, 13. His birth was a cause of terrible suffering, Matthew 2, 16. Amen. He was moved as a baby, Matthew 2, 13. He was raised, he was raised, he, he was raised in, the, in a despicable town, Nazareth, 39. His father died when he was young, Matthew thirteen, fifty-three through fifty-eight. He had supported his family, Matthew thirteen, fifty-five through fifty-eight. He he had no home, no place to lay his head, Matthew eight twenty and Luke nine thirty-eight. I mean fifty-eight. He was hated and opposed by others, Mark. 14, 1 and 2. He was charged with insanity, Mark 3, 21. He was charged with demon possession, Mark 22. He opposed by his family, Mark 21 and 22. He was rejected, hated, opposed by the audience who came to hear him speak. Matthew thirteen fifty three, Luke four twenty eight twenty nine. He he was betrayed. He was betrayed by his close friend. Mark fourteen ten eleven. He was left alone, rejected, and forsaken by all his friends yeah. Mark fourteen fifty. he was tried before the high court of the land and tried for treason he was executed as a common criminal by means of crucifixion John nineteen sixteen. Yes, yes friends he has been through it all he is the perfect coach for those running the race. Amen. So instead of looking every else for the help you need, find your help in Jesus and in him alone. He fixed our race for us. I will let you on a secret this, this evening. Jesus has not only already ran the race, but he fixed it so that you cannot lose. Amen. He has already run the, won the victory, and he shared it with us. This is in First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. Amen. Will you read that one? First Corinthians. For some reason, I got fifteen fifty eight. I have said fifty seven. Yes. 
Do not let your heart be troubled, afraid. Believe in God and trust in him. Have faith. Hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me. In my house, my father's house, are many dwelling places. If it was not so, I would have told you. Because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back again. And I will take you to myself. So that where you are, I may be, I am also, with you also. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that is enough sunshine for the cloudiest days. Amen. Praise God. I think everyone should uh, have John 14, 1 through 3, yeah. posted somewhere in your house. Amen. Somewhere God. that you, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean, knowing in your heart is one thing, but I'm saying, I mean, that's just like seeing a picture of uh, my great grandmother. I mean, I love seeing, you know, it, it puts a smile on me. Putting that in there, there's a, that powerful, that powerful scripture right there can can unwedge that that wedge of discouragement. I have a project for you. Uh, Make it happen. Make it happen. Put it up somewhere, baby. All right, there you go. Where we can see it. Daisy, probably on the fridge. First Corinthians fifteen fifty fifty eight. Therefore, my my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed. Being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Amen. There is a fulfillment in knowing that God is keeping record, and one day he will reward those who have run the race faithfully. The fulfillment of resting. Even as we run the race, there are times when our steps grow heavy and our pace slows down. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking to the expert of <laughs> heavy, growing heavy and our pace slows down. Amen. We get weary here. However, let us remember that we are not home yet. Amen. There is a rest for the people of the Lord. And uh, I did not get put that one down either. There you go. There will come a day when we can unharness the burdens from our shoulders and sit at the seat of the master in glory. There will come a day when we we will wipe away the tears of sorrow. Of exhaustion from our eyes. Yes, Lord. Revelation 21, 4. Amen. And he will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and there will be no longer be death. There will be, there will no longer be sorrow and anguish or crying or pain. For the former order of things have passed away. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah, Lord. Let us remember 
that this life is not the place of rest for the servants of the Lord. It is the place of labor and faithful service. Therefore, do not grow weary. One day we will join Jesus by the river of life in glory, and there will be a rest in his presence from the burden of life. By the way, it is possible to rest in this life even as we run the race. How? By keeping the focus on Jesus and learning to abide in him. Amen. John, John 15, 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. No one who remains in me and I and in him bear much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. In Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty, all ye who are weary and heavy burdened, I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and lean, learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and we will find rest. Blessed quiet for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. He will let us race. He will let us run. He will let you run a, a race that will lead you fulfilled and rested. Don't be discouraged. Don't let discouragement get you down. If you're battling it, come to Jesus. Let him refocus your priorities. Lighten your load and equip you to patiently run your race for his glory. There is help in him. Amen. Don't leave this house, his house without it. Amen. That's it? That's it. Well, brother, sister, hallelujah. And uh, know that, uh, uh, like what this Brenda said last week, the number one tool the devil has in his toolbox so be alert. And I'll share this. One of the things that I uh, look at, like she was saying, that you put up the word of God and you look you need at to, it and you like, say it and you, you learn it. You need to put your thing. Oh, amen. All right, here we go. You probably hear me better now. Is that the one thing I got up here, uh, it's based probably what uh, the Lord told Joshua, and that we should know, be strong and courageous. Obey the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Do not be discouraged. Have faith. God will be with you. Amen. And brothers and sisters, you know what? We need to be reminded who I am. Where'd it go? I can't remember 
each moment that passes by is another moment of mercy and grace. Do not waste it seeking at the desires of your flesh. Fast and pray. Let my spirit desires manifest. Fulfill my will. Do what is right in the sight of the Lord. Ask yourself this question. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? If it is not, you are headed on a path that leadeth to destruction. Do you know as my sheep? Do you I excuse me, do I know you as my sheep? If I do not know you, get to know me. Do not be one of the ones I say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Spirit and my bride are growing weary in these final moments. My children, that you all pick up, I ask that you all pick up your cross and cross the finish line. I know these final moments, times are tough, so pray and ask me for what you need. Believe it is done, and it shall be done. Have faith, my little ones. Truly, I say unto you, your redemption draw nigh. Trust in your Lord, who was dead, and now is alive forevermore. Yeshua, Hamashiach, glory to his name. Amen. What a powerful word, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Now that's a word of encouragement for discouragement. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is coming. Praise is one of the things. All right. Praise God. Let's get to the prayer decoration. So important. Name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. If you're going to have an echo, I, I, I guarantee you that. That one would be a good one. Amen. Name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. Praise is wonderful name. What a powerful word. Thank you, Lord. Powerful word of warning, too. Amen. I got to tell y'all, y'all know that I am a uh, lively sort of person. I kind of, <laughs> I, I, I find a, a lot of things funny in in life. I, and I try to make funny of uh, a lot of things that are not as funny, but it just—it it seems like it helps me. But my heart was totally um, I, I, I don't i don't know if I broke. It wasn't broken, but it was—it no. it was, it was squeezed. It was squeezed. squeezed. My heart was squeezed. As I, I had, I had the realization of something that come to my mind. I have been, in, in I've been delusion. I have been delusion, deluded myself over uh, things. I'm going like, you know, my children. You know, they they know enough of the Lord that uh, in the day that I get raptured, that uh, they'll know what happened. They don't know what happened, and, and they'll even though I'm praying for them, and I and they'll that they they uh, that that they that they will uh, if they don't get raptured, that they know enough about what is going on with me that oh, that she went with the Lord. Well, I want to tell you, I cannot rely on that factor. My heart tells me that I must. Must go out and I must pray earnestly. I must Amen. try harder to know our Lord. 
I, I don't know. I don't know why I was uh, doing what I did of saying, well, you know, just kind of saying that they grew up. I, I, I grew up in with the Lord, you know. I, but I didn't know the Lord till I was sixteen years old. But I grew up around the Lord my entire life. Mm-hmm. I was in Sunday school. Every but it has to come to when your heart's ready and when God reveals it to you. But it was it was it was it was the fact that they might know, but they don't know. Amen. You got to know him. I, I mean, they learn. didn't have a relationship with him. That's right. But it was just like, it was my heart, you know, when, when I accepted the Lord, you know, years ago, mm. 35, Amen. 35 years ago, Amen. Uh, he be, he became my love. Now, I... I I I fail him miserably, but he he I still love him and he still loves me. He's still but I but I've got to tell you that I feel like a, we can't just brush feet just because they say they don't want nothing to do. We have we have to we have to try harder yeah. because I don't I don't think the comforters are going to. Is going to be here when the comforter is gone. That the whole delusion is going to be even harder. They're going to like, oh, they were just taken up with aliens. How terrible is that? Mm. You know, they're not. They weren't taken up in the rapture. They were taken up with aliens. Are they? You know, their body evaporated with a nuclear thing. I don't know what's going to happen after we're gone, mm. but I do know that I want. I I don't want to go towards the Lord. He says. So you kind of thought they knew enough to, about me to slide them through? Is that your way of thinking, Brenda? I don't think so. Let's re reevaluate that one and say, I feel like this this is how you know this is what it's going to say. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't do enough. Mm. Didn't do enough. We got to do more. Got to do more. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that that was that was whatever. I don't even I mean, know. What... I can share uh, this this week. The Lord can the Lord convicted me that you need to call your children. You need to call your children and share the truth with them. And and, and brothers and sisters, as I was talking and, and just talking about things, and my son talking about what's going on, and. and he was raised and knew about the Lord when he was young, but then when they got into like this into secular colleges and stuff, God have mercy, and uh, and that's affected him. But I was sharing with him, and he they they respect us, they understand what we believe, and I'm grateful uh, that we have a witness for the Lord, and they see it. But I had to tell him the things he was talking about. I said, "Son, you've got to get back." To Jesus, you got to get back to your first love. You you got to understand this was all this was all prophesied and said because to show you that it's real and that you have to believe and know that He is God, He is true, 
living God. He is the creator. And you can't make it without him. And I was telling him, because he said, Dad, the stuff that's going on is frightful. I said, yes, son, it is frightful if you don't know who's in control. And I said, me and Brenda, are we're at peace. We're not concerned because we're we're in the hands of God, and we know what's happening. But he was talking about all the stuff in the world, how the military is lining up over there by Russia and, and all the ISIS is doing and all. And I said, well, you know, son, we trust the Lord. He's eternal. And, and, and through what he has done at the cross, you have to come to the cross that uh, there's salvation and eternal life. And that people have to realize that this life is short and it's a vapor. It's like a vapor is what James says, a vapor of smoke. Like in the cold when when there's a a, a a stovepipe or something and you see the white smoke and then it's gone, that's what it is considered this light at this time. But we are to be focused on eternal things, and that's what God is trying to tell us. It is to to know Him personally, and the way you get to know Christ is through His Word. It is listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring things of righteousness and truth. He will bring things of mercy and grace. They won't be things of hate and gossip and and causing division among the brethren or discourse. No, we are to pray for one another. Encourage one another. We need each other, brothers and sisters, in such a time as this, and that we can't face all this and what's going on alone, and that we are to pray for our lost loved ones, and for ones that are blinded, and ones that are lukewarm. We don't want nobody left behind. We have seen by dreams and vision and by the word of God what's coming. We don't want them to face that. We want them to go up as we go up and be changed in a twinkle of an eye, and that we will be glorified by the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Whew. For our prayer declaration, it's uh, keeping God's commandments. Amen. And where uh, I put my children's name, put your children's name there. Speak their name into this. The reading is going to be from Psalm 78, 5, 6, and 7. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, which that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they would rise, arise and declare them to their children, that they may, may set their hope in God and not forget his works of God, but keep his commandments. Amen. Praise God. The only way to live a life of complete obedience to know his commandments. Yes. As I mentioned previously, in Hebrew word translated law, in Psalm 78.5 is Torah. The word refers to the first five books of the Bible. Inspired writing that contains the 
Masonic law according to the Jewish tradition, the Torah contains 613 commandments. (laughs) 365 negative commandments and 248 affirmative ones. Not all of these are required of God's people now because of Jesus coming and the fact that he fulfilled the law. Amen. However, we are not without law. The Bible says we are under the law towards Christ. And that's in 1 Corinthians 9.21. Amen. In other words, obedience to the to the correctly applied commandment should result from our devotion to the Lord Jesus. Yes. You you would want to think that with the establishment of the new covenant, covenant that celebrates the grace of God, the number of commandments would de- de- decrease. Actually, the opposite has happened. There are approximately 1,050 in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. However, the emphasis is no longer on just keeping rigid rules and regulations, Jesus Jesus shifted our attention upward to the first great commandment, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is our neighbor as ourself. The Messiah insisted on these two commandments hang on Hang all the law of the prophets. If we teach our children the dual emphasis of life, loving God and loving others, all other commandments shall fall in place. Amen. Amen. Here's a prayer declaration. I'm going to add my children's name. You add yours. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, I declare that we are a family are accountable to you. I submit to your authority and believe in your commandments. I trust in your promise to write your law within my heart. And I pray that you will do the same for my children, that that we may have a natural inborn inclination to walk in your ways. I pray that Joshua and Emma and Scotty and April yes. and Jessica and Bobby and Veronica oh, yes, and Rudy yes. and, and Carrie and, and Zachary and uh, Susan and my grandchildren yes. will willingly embrace the, the first commandment of love God has with their heart. And the second great commandment, which is love others as we love ourselves. As this complimentary attitude takes over my children's heart and life, keeping the rest of your commandments will automatically ensure. I pass this knowledge to my children, believing that Joshua, Emma, and Scotty, and April, and Jessica, and Bobby, and Veronica, and their spouses and their children yes. will have a passion to live within yes. 
within your revealed will for humankind in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, that's that's the kind of revelation. We need to pray for, uh, like, uh, my son and, like, Veronica and them, that they, oh, I know my son, we heard him, says that he has, oh. And my son has a passion and a heart for people. For the poor, for the poor. He, wants he wants to help, to help them. Yeah. He don't want to see people hurt or, uh, you know, shot with guns or whatever. But what's happened, it, it's, it's like one of the church churches in Revelation. They went away from their first love. And, and that is, is what Christ, Christ said when they asked, ask, when they when ask, they ask teacher, teacher, what are the great, what is the commandment? He says, you know him. He says, it is to love the Lord thy God with your heart, your mind, and soul. And the, and the second, second is, is that you love your neighbor as yourself. yourself. So they're so doing the love, the love of your neighbor as yourself. But they can get back to worship and love the Lord their God. God. Amen. That's, That's what, what we need, need to pray. pray. That's what we need to pray for our family, brothers and sisters, and our children in law. Amen. Hallelujah. This will be a good song here, brothers and sisters. A little more about knowing who you are in Christ. Little, 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 little,
uh, for family. Yeah. As we pray for all our all yes. our ministers out there, we need to pray for you know because they all come under attack of some of some sort. Amen. They are. So we just need to. Mr. Paul, a, uh, you know, uh, uh, brother LV. Yes, my yes. sister, uh, uh, Barbara. Barbara. Yes. What is the latest on Barbara? Well, I think I she's recovering, as far as I know. At home. My brother Stephen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise God. God. We, we need, need to pray, pray for, for Israel. Israel. Amen. Amen. Pray for Praise the Lord's Lord, hour and all, all that, that serve here. here. We hear God and we go the way he says. Amen. Amen. Anybody, Anybody else any prayer requests? Request? Praise, Praise God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We uh, need to go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. I, I know that our sister is our sister still on the yes. there. Yes, sis, she's there. Uh, I know that she uh, is always looking to have us. Uh, our family members are so important to us. Salvation. Salvation for our family. Amen. They get wrapped ready to be right with the Lord. Amen. 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 For boldness, just Randy, Randy amen. amen. That's, That's for sure. For sure. Boldness comes from uh, confidence in the Lord and, and by the Spirit, Spirit of the living God. God. The Holy Spirit brings boldness. boldness. You saw the difference of how Peter was, and, and then when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was so powerful. They could have said, oh, man, these guys have changed. How about they were fishermen? But the, but the presence, presence of the Lord, Lord and, and that they, they said, they recognize they've been with Jesus. And it's just not necessarily just the, <laughs> the Jesus that was uh, is, uh, here serving, but the glorified Jesus that they've been with. Praise God. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and just praise you for today. Lord, we thank you this night and we just give you all the glory and praise. Lord, we come humbly before you. We come before the mercy and boldness. And we come by privilege because of what you have done and who you have made us. Lord, we come and ask you in the name of Jesus. We intercede for our brethren. Father, I pray for Brother Allen, Lord. I pray you shall heal favor. Lord, I pray that you will open doors to the door. And Lord, that you will open the door to a new job that will work out for him and what you want for him and how you want him to serve in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for salvation. Lord, we pray for salvation for all our families, for Sis Randy and Sis Marietta and for Sis Crystal. We pray for salvation for our family and our family ones, the ones we love, Lord, and the ones you love even more than we love. Lord, we just pray that you would touch their hearts, that you would touch their minds, that you would open their eyes and take the blinders off of the enemy put on their eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, we plead, I mean, we fly the blood of Jesus over them. Protect them where they can hear your voice and hear your spirit and hear you knocking with your nail-scarred hands on their heart door, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for this uh, Zika virus thing. Lord, we pray for protection.
We pray for healing that this stuff is coming against, Lord. We pray that it would draw people to Christ. Understand that the only answer for anything like pestilence or terrorism or whatever is Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray for Sister Mariana and for Roger and their family and what happened to the things for their nephew. Oh, Father, I pray that you would bless them and comfort them and show them that there is life in death. And then it's time to get right with the one who gives eternal life and not into despair or discouragement like the enemy brings. But there's hope in Jesus. There's hope for life. Don't give your life away. Give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for Minister Paul. We pray you anoint him. We pray you strengthen him. We pray you refresh him and his wife and his scale. Lift them up in the name of Jesus. Prepare him, Lord, to serve and to do what you've asked him to do. I mean, you've asked him to do. To be a watchman on the wall for the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, we keep praying for Sister Barbara and Brother Dan. We pray in the name of Jesus that you'll lift them up and strengthen them and watch over them, Lord. We pray that you keep your healing hand upon Sister Barbara and that you renew her and strengthen her in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for Brother Steve, Lord. We pray that you would lead him and guide him and anoint him by the word of God. That he would be a watchman for Israel and focus on the things that you give him him they, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray for Israel and Jerusalem and pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would show the Jewish people they need to turn to Yahweh. They need to turn to Yahshua, Hamashiach, Hamashiach, Lord, that they would survive and understand who is watching over them in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for the Lord's hour. We pray for the Brother Alvey and for Brother Pablo, Lord, and Sister Carla, and Brother Kelvin, and me and Brenda, and whoever else here is served on the Lord's hour. I pray to lift them up and strengthen them and watch over protect them, and that we show favor and your grace in this report of the Lord. That we be humble before you and hear your voice and seek your word for the truth, to share the word of God and truth. And the share that keeps you coming. And it's time to get ready and prepared. Lord, we just thank you and praise you. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray for Brother Alex. I pray, Lord, that you would give him boldness and watch over and protect him. And watch over and protect him, Lord. And lift him up in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for Brother Javon. Lift up my brother. Lord, as he brings forth encouraging words, and he shows that you are awesome and powerful and wonderful in the name of Jesus. Bless my brother, Lord. Watch over and protect him, Lord, as he walks this path that you have given him. Father, I pray for this Randy. Watch over and protect her and her boldness in the name of Jesus. Lord, that she will be bold as a lion of Judah. Hallelujah. Lord, that you would lift up and watch over and protect her and her, her, her children. And I pray for salvation and life for her family. Lord, we pray for this crystal. Lift up our crystal. Watch over and protect her. And I pray that her family will come to Christ. Just like you promised the Philippian jailer and Cornelius in the word of God. All we just thank you and praise you for this night. And Lord, that we're looking for a day. We're looking for a time. That it all started at a cross, and that it will become a holy wedding day. 
Amen. Amen. Shalom. Shalom, says Randy. Hey, sister, I hope you'll be seeing you about three weeks, right? Praise God. That'll be awesome, sis. Lord willing. Or we'll see you up there in heaven. Hallelujah. In the Lord's Hour Park or somewhere on the streets of gold or somewhere. Amen. But we'll see. Amen, sis. Praise God. Shalom and good night. Bless everybody that's uh, been here and uh, uh, all that's listening. Uh, bless you, Sis Crystal. Good to see, see you here too, Sis. Bless each one of you, women of God. Stand strong for Christ. Stand strong for Christ. That's what he's asked us to do. That we be not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Praise God. Shalom to all and good night. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to the Lord.